0: Good morning, KLE, the land of kingdom leaders. This is uh, your hosts, Sean Smith and Steve Bissett. We are again talking building his church, not our own. Uh, We still get stuck in that one. Uh, It doesn't matter how we look at that, uh, Steve. It doesn't matter which angle we look at it. Uh, People are still many times building their own church. Uh, rather than building something else you know I something that really came to me is I, I thought to myself you know I'd actually it's it's not something because people just doing what they know to do it's not that they are often doing it with the wrong motive or the wrong intention is you know they they, they there's not everybody's got that corrupt intention but Most most guys are out there really wanting to help people, really wanting to to see the church uh, making an impact. You know, people being helped. Uh, It's just they've not been they've not been shown the 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 the, um, what's his name Uh, what's that dude's name Moses (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) no Moses Moses had to it says that he was given. The blueprint, and and God told him in somewhere in um, Hebrews, I can't remember the exact scripture right now, and it yeah. said, but he had to build exactly according to the pattern. Right. And and so did David, and David didn't build, but he got the pattern he gave to Solomon. Ezekiel had to build according to the pattern, and Jesus now comes and he says, you've got to build according to the pattern. And that's what Paul says as well. Is like, you've got to be careful how you build because. Right. They
1: keep how yeah. therefore you build upon.
0: Yeah, and and uh, and so it's it's. I, I really don't believe that it's. I mean, there are guys that are have corrupt motive that are, um, you know, uh, intentionally and overtly being manipulative, controlling, uh, I, and that even I I think many times leadership coming from, from that standpoint is very much from insecurity uh, from their own, their own background. I mean, a certain fellow that we both know, um, you know, he asked me one day, like, why am I not being received in the land? And I said, well, simply because you're the most insecure leader that I've ever met. You know, you just are, you, you've got all the revelation, but you're just insecure. And uh, and of course, um, <laughs> he came back to me 24 hours later and said, "Got that settled?" <laughs> so they <were> right, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, it takes me it takes me coaching a leader for six months to help them change one thing in their life. <laughs> Never mind overcoming insecurities. So um, yeah, so I, I just uh, that's that's something that really came to me this morning as I was thinking about this, you know,
1: right. Well, the tough part is, and you and I, and we've talked about this before. If I, if I come to you and say, Sean, could you build a doghouse for me? And I know this is kind of simplistic, but you would build a doghouse the way you know how to build a doghouse. Yeah. The way you've always seen a doghouse, the way you've always uh, pictured a doghouse should be. Mm. <laughs> you've even use the same materials that you've always known how to use. Uh, on the roof and the siding, uh, the floor you'd make the certain way, uh, just because that's that's what you know a doghouse to be. The problem is, like it says in Isaiah, is, remember not the former things, nor even consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing, saith the Lord. Now, this is old covenant even when he's saying this. Hmm. And um, if that's the case, if we're sons of God, and we're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God, why is it then that as soon as we're told to go and, and do something, like I, I knew I was supposed to go build a build a church, quote, unquote. Mm. So the first thing I did was I went out and I built according to the pattern that I know.
0: Yeah, that you've grown up in, that you've seen right.
1: others doing. Yeah, Right, right, yeah. It wasn't the pattern shown to me at that point upon the mount. Mm. It was a pattern that I already knew. Um, I already uh, had some success with. And so I went out and, and built another church and basically, you know, I was the head of it. And, and, um, you know, it was my, it was my church uh, and, and I don't care what people say, you know, that you, you are the head of it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it was mine. And so when I, when I got done with it, when, when the Lord told me, he says, you built your own and not mine. Now I'm going to teach you how to build for me. It left me very confused because I didn't know how to build another, another way. I didn't know what to build. I didn't know, I didn't know how to go about doing that. And of course, whenever he's talking about building church, um, he's not. He never did tell you and me to go build the church. See, that's that's. That's the thing that always confused me. I thought I was going to go out and start another church or start another organization. Uh, you know, have the organizational structure, have the elders, have the blah, blah, blah. You know, this is the way you do it. Set up the administration. And then, uh, anyway, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And, he's, and I remember here just a few months ago, I was uh, just talking with him about it because I had all sorts of ideas about the different uh, groups that I was working with regionally. And I just said, Lord, I think it'd be a great idea to go ahead and and, uh, meet together maybe once a quarter with all these different little groups and just have a nice prayer time and then praise and worship. And then, you know, whatever comes, comes. And he says, you know, if you would stop, stop doing my job, I would build my church. You keep trying to build the church. I just told you to equip the saints and to make disciples. That's all I told you to do. Yeah. And the problem is you keep trying to build the church. I will build my church. Now, if he says I will build my church, that means that there are other people that are building theirs. Yeah. So, um and, and like we said earlier, the problem is is that I don't know how to build any differently than what I've seen, than what I know how to build. Yeah. So it's gonna end up looking exactly the same as what I came out of. Yeah. And um,
0: Yeah, you're always after, going back to default, aren't you?
1: Right, right. Yeah, because you, you always overlay the past or what you know or your past successes. You always overlay that onto whatever it is that you
0: want ah, to do. Because that's your paradigm. I mean, that's, what's, right. that's what your mindset is. And right. that was, of course, Jesus' challenge to Peter because Peter was trying to overlay his – concept of what kingdom would be, that Jesus would overthrow the Roman right, government. Right. And and so he was trying to, you're not going to die, Jesus. You're not, you know, it's right. like Jesus said to him, you, you're not mindful or of the mindset or of the right paradigm, uh, right. you know, you're, you're, your paradigm is wrong. So, yeah. Well, even Sorry.
1: thinking about them coming in on the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, you know, they were all thinking, okay, here we go. Yes, you know, the king has arrived. Yeah. yeah, the king has arrived. We're going we're gonna to do this now. And all 12 of us get to sit, you know, around him, and it's going to uh-huh. be a great time. And, of course, it didn't work out that and way. And because
0: the people thought the same thing. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So when they got all disappointed and, and the religious leaders knew they were, their position was being threatened, so let's kill this dude.
1: Right. Right. And that's basically what happens. <clears throat> And you kind of hate to say that and and draw that sort of expectancy, but if you start building uh, in people and equipping the saint, um, making disciples, uh, because it doesn't say to disciple somebody. It says to make disciples. So I'm making disciples of Jesus Christ, not of myself. But if you do that, and then he will build his church, people look at you kind of strange because now you don't have a ministry anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, as far as to, and I've experienced this the last 30 some odd years, you know, where do you, where do you minister?
0: Well, to, yes. I mean, that, that's, you, you do have a ministry, but in, in the, in the eyes of the people, you don't. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because that, that concept or that, that way of doing it is not considered ministry. It's not exactly. considered a viable, um, a viable creditation for your uh, for your ministry.
0: Yes. Are you
1: a pastor? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or an apostle, or a prophet. Prophesy. Yeah. 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 Well, so whatever it is, are are you that? You yeah. know, I'm not really. I don't know. Um, I don't really call myself anything because I'm not really concerned about myself anymore. I'm concerned about these people that I'm working with and bringing them to the, could you imagine if indeed, like it says in Ephesians that the apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher, the reason they're there is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry till we all come to the fullness and stature of Christ or the Messiah. Now, if I if I, as one of those five, if I am one, spent my life till you come, if you've been given to me in any sort of realm in, in, my, in my sphere of touch or my sphere of influence, um, till you come to the fullness and stature of Christ, that is, a, that is a very high calling. How in the world are you going to spend time with hundreds of people trying to bring them into the fullness and stature of Christ. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where, as I begin to look at how Christ did it, he wasn't building, he was building his church, but what he did was build those men first.
0: That's it. Well, that's, that's what he said in, in John 17. Um, I can't remember exactly. The, I think it's verse 4 or 5, something like that. But it, he says, I have completed the work you've given me to do. And he hadn't gone to the cross yet. He was praying for the cross. So what was the work he had been given to do? The work was to actually mentor and disciple those 12 guys to the point that they could carry the kingdom message, the gospel of the kingdom when he left.
1: Yeah, and invest a pattern into 12 men that were able to carry it on. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So he built into them that they could carry it from, from that point onwards. Right. right. Now, now, Steve, I mean, wouldn't you agree that...
1: Nope. Huh? Nope.
0: <laughs> it's like uh, the, the, <laughs> the whole thing of that, that pastors and ministers are running from conference to conference, in fact, people are running... From meeting to meeting, from profit to profit, hoping to get some kind of word, uh, some kind of silver bullet, some formula to to grow their church. I mean, I see on Instagram, there's adverts coming through all the time, you know, have grow 400% in the next 60 days, you know, right. my course. And, and you've got all these various things that people are looking for. You know, you got the franchise kind of mentality. You've got the silver bullet. You've got the formulas. You're still that.
1: building your church.
0: Well, but it, it's simply because they're trying to find a building pattern, which, right. and and it's not the original. Original. They're going from from one thing to the other, but but it's not it's not the or- origin or original pattern that Christ w- has given.
1: Right. Right.
0: Which, which is people. I mean, you know, it's just, so, uh, you know, if if guys are struggling with organizational gifts, then they, they're looking for some kind of silver bullet that's going to give them this instant access or, or success rather um, that's going to make it happen for them as, you know, and grow their church. And, and again, I, I, I'm not saying that it's a bad motive. I just <laughs> think, I just think guys are, struggling to, because they want to, they think that's the way to actually bring impact. Right.
1: Yeah. To. Cause I only build how I know how to build. I mean, well, exactly.
0: So if, if I'm, you know, if, if I can just become, you know, the, the hot um, celebrity preacher in the world, that's got a big church that's on television. If I can just become that, then I'm successful. Then I can have a bigger impact Um, then I can, you know, I've got a bigger voice and all the rest of it. And it's, it's just a chasing off to the wind, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it seems to be just, I guess, mainly because the, all you're doing is just producing the same thing that we've always produced and thinking you're doing something different. Yes. And, uh, uh, it's almost like, it's almost like, um, when, Saul was running around killing all the Christians thinking he was doing, doing the will of God. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, you just, you, you look at him and you go, how does, how would you even think that you're doing the will of God by, by killing all these Christians? Yeah. And, um, but yet that was, that was his mindset at the time. He, he knew God one certain way. He knew, he knew it in that certain, like you say, paradigm. Yeah. And, um, uh, once that changed, then all of a sudden he stopped doing that. And then they were afraid of him because he was, you know, now doing a different way.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. He didn't fit into the, into the status quo anymore, the religious no. status quo. So, um, yeah, everything, everything began to change from that point onwards.
1: Right. I was thinking a lot about, uh, cause there's a, um, um, there's some guys that, that I, I talk to quite often about these types of things. And, um, the, the struggle that the struggle that most most have is trying to fit into a system that's already going, that's already in motion. And we think we're supposed to fit into that somehow, Uh, our gifting, our anointing, our whatever. Uh, and, and it's hard once you have this type of, um, understanding or or you're trying to build the kingdom of God it's hard to fit into that type of a system uh even to go back into it it's really tough yeah
0: um
1: because now you feel like you're helping them build something that's pas, passe uh you 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 feel like you're helping them build something that's not for the kingdom of God and uh just by just by adding your hand to it or just by showing up you know um and the tough part is, is, is you honestly, you don't fit in that type of a system. Yeah. Um, a son of God does not fit in that type of system. It's, it's, it's something that's set up totally different than the kingdom of your father. And the sooner we realize that, in fact, um, there's a friend of mine who's, who's got some, uh, health issues right now. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we I've prayed with him and stuff, but the, um, I sent to him a little scripture that says, is there any sick among you, brethren? You know, it doesn't say brethren. It just says, is there any sick among you? But it is talking to the brethren, the church. Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint with oil, praying the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. I mean, there's no doubt in there whatsoever.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, another friend of mine wrote back and said, "Uh, the, the trouble is, who are the elders? <laughs> yeah, Good question. Who who actually understand their authority? Right.
0: Yeah. good.
1: Question. good yeah. Question. And so, so now, you know, who do we even call in a case like this? Yeah. You know, because I'm fighting for my life now. Do I call for the pastor? Do I call for the, you know, who are they? There are no elders that I know of. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I know there's some older guys in the church, but as far as, as far as actual, Elders, uh, I don't know of any. So, um, just like the other day, somebody called me um, and just asked if there's, you know, wanted some help. Uh, they were having some demonic issues, some visitations at night, and they just wanted to uh, have somebody come over and help them uh, clean house, basically, so to speak. Mm. And um, I thought, sure, you know, I'll go. I, you know, I've done that quite a bit of uh, time over the years, and. And, um, I thought, well, who can I take with me? And <laughs> in this whole region, I could only think of maybe two people that would be able to go with me that would know what to do or how to do it or, or even not panic if they saw something manifest. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's really sad. It's sad. Uh, two people, two yeah. people in the whole region that I know personally, yeah you know, to be able to go into a situation like that and help somebody help somebody in a deliverance-type situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought, boy, this next generation coming up, if, if somehow we can just uh, help them see some of these basics, because that's just a believer there. I mean, that has nothing to do with leadership or anything else. Yeah. But that has to do with being— just
0: Believer's authority,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Discipled as a son of the living God, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. And just learning who you are as a son of God, And, um, to not even have those basics down, uh, you know, which is repentance from dead works and faith toward God, basically. Well, that's doctrine of laying on of hands, uh, also too. So, uh, doctrine of baptism is laying on of hands, um, which is really, you know, in simplicity, when you think about doctrines of, of baptisms laying on of hands, baptizo, um, is a word which means to suffuse. It means, uh, to be so... You're put into something and you get so waterlogged with it that when you, or if it's water, it, you get so filled with it that when you bring it back up out of whatever it was that you were sitting in, that you continually ooze with that from then on. Yeah. That's the, that's the picture of it. Yeah. So if it's water, you've been put in this water, and as you're brought back up out of the water, you continually ooze that water mm. from then on. Mm. That's why doctrine, of baptisms, and laying on of hands is joined together. Because if it, that which I've received, I give unto you. Here, I I am so filled with this. Basically, wherever I just even fling my hand toward, yeah, it's, gets it slopped on them. Yeah. So you know, I even I even just lay hands on you. I I can I can impart to you whatever it is I have. If I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire, yes, of course I can. I can lay hands on you and just impart that same thing. That which I've had, i receive. I give unto you. You know, I have healing. I have health. I have life. Here, take what I've got. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. I mean, those are, that's foundational principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. That's not even, that's not even leadership stuff. And here, here, we kind of tend to account that towards some sort of leadership potential. But that's just some of the basic stuff. Yeah. And um, anyway, as I was thinking about that, I thought, man, I, I, I really honestly need to um, – the guys that are around me, once again, I need to make sure that they know um, the fullness of who they are in the Messiah and the Messiah in them, that they can walk as, as the Messiah on this earth, bring them into the fullness and stature of the Messiah, I mean, if we could, just, could you imagine if you and I just took two guys and brought them into that over the next ten years? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, Paul, Paul could leave could leave a church after one year functioning healthily with an eldership with an eldership in governments, and the church growing and influencing their culture after one year. <clears throat> so there, there is this. This accelerated grace that takes place when we begin right. to operate within the within the, the the pattern that Christ actually has set for us, there's right. something that happens that that the Spirit of God, as the as the governor of the kingdom of of heaven, begins to work in people's lives. If we be if we initiate going right. to all the world, make disciples. If we initiate that. That process of working into people's lives, the Holy Spirit begins to up function you know begins to work his work, representing Christ and doing the the formation transformation work in people's lives
1: right, right, because it 's not you doing it anyway exactly, a, exactly. At, like it says there in first Corinthians I think it 's first Corinthians maybe second Corinthians three anyway it says beholding as it were in the mirror the glory of the Lord
0: yes that's second you know, Corinthians four yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and as you behold in the mirror, and, and that's as a as one who is watching for somebody's life, you help them learn what to see in that mirror. Yeah. You don't see all your shortcomings, your faults and your flaws. You don't get them to see uh, where they're lacking, wanting to come a behind. You get them to see glory. You get them to see what was created in them. You get them to see that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You get them to see that it's, that it's something that was birthed in you. You were created this way. This is who you are. Yeah. And as they behold glory, it says you're changed into that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. I didn't change you. Nothing else changed you. It was just simply by beholding and believing that that glory's there. You're changed into that semi, same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. And all you did was behold.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Is growing up into him who is the head, right? You know that's the thing, and to grow up into him who is the head, which means he he becomes the source, he becomes the focus, he becomes, he becomes the object in in that sense of of what I'm striving for, not not anybody else. Right. The fact is, I mean, coming back to what you were saying, if it's just the two of us. Did this over a period of time you know, and did that for two people who did it for two people and etc et etc cetera, et cetera. A number of years ago, I was looking at i can 't remember the exact statistics, but um, they were saying that if if that was to happen, <clears throat> we could actually win the world all all seven billion people within a thirty year period, really yeah it's, we would bring transformation to to all seven billion people in the world wow! within a 30-year period, which we haven't been able to do in a 2,000-year period simply because we got bogged down somewhere after the book of Acts in, in this religious mindset that there's this priesthood, there's the laity, we're building wrong, and we think preaching is going to change the world. If preaching was going to change the world, the world would have been changed. I mean, right. America, America, the USA, should be the most godly, spiritual nation in the world. Everybody should be saved. If you think of the amount of airtime, the amount of dollars that's being spent on preaching on the airwaves, the buildings yes. that are being built, <clears throat> the amount of people preaching, superb messages, but it's not, it's not changing the nation. <laughs> so right. you know, is that pre? Imagine, oh. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing it It, because it does affect, you know, people are being touched by the preaching on the airwaves and all of that. So I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying is that we thinking that's the only way it's got to be done, but it's each and every one of us doing what Jesus said we must do, which is the beginning of the pattern is going to all the world and make disciples, right? That's the pattern. It's like you you can't you can't change that i asked, i sat in a fraternal meeting uh, gosh going back maybe twenty five years ago or something and um and I just had got the revelation I saw the definition of what discipleship really is making disciples is and and uh, i I sat in the meeting and i I said to the <laughs> pastors and one one pastor is had a a membership of in the region of about four and a half thousand people. And I started talking about this stuff and I said, what are we going to do with it? And he just said, you need to keep quiet right now. And I said, why is it? Because Uh he said, the price is too high. He said, what you're asking for is a commitment that is too high. Right. And I said, but, but you know, the Bible says, you know, and he said, look, we've got our program and we, you know, we've got our sort of equipping program that we use and, and that's it. But, don't yeah. talk like this anymore, you know. It's just like we don't want this kind of talk in our fraternal. And I said, oh, my word, you know, it's just this, this is ridiculous because I, and, and no, cause I was just a young pastor. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to find my way into this, into this new mindset, you know. And, and what you were talking about earlier is we're trying to take new wine, put it into old
1: wineskins. Right, right. That's the, yeah, that's basically the biblical term for yeah. it. And I say overlay, but it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. Cause you're, you're, and the problem is, it says it's going to burst it. Yeah, so, yeah, well, or it'll tear it. Yeah. It's yeah, just going it. to rip it apart,
0: man. It's just like, it's not going to work. Right. That's why when you, when, when you were talking about that earlier is that I thought about John the Baptist, isn't it interesting? He comes preaching, he starts preaching repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so he, he started the whole, that whole school of thought, um, as far as the kingdom is, is being is turning. Right. And he does, he separates himself from the religious institution totally. First of all, he doesn't go into the, into the halls. He changes his dress. He doesn't eat like them. He doesn't dress like them. He doesn't go where they go. He goes into the desert and and i thought it's so interesting because all of those changes and yet the priests the soldiers the people all came to him in the desert to to be made ready for the kingdom of god right so what are we going to do i mean can you imagine his early days when he first started you know everybody must have said john the baptist this guy is loony just yeah. i mean who wears camel hair clothes i mean
1: this is what's he trying to start a new trend Right. Just, maybe he's cultish. I don't know. Just like really, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he was out there preaching to crickets and camels. Yeah, man. Eating
0: honey and eating, yeah. eating In locusts. Eating logos, what is this like a new vegan kind of um, diet that the dude is on? I mean, what, what, is, his, what is his story, yeah. you know? But, and I, you know, it's like we always make religious issues of everything, you know? It's just like yeah. how we eat and how we dress. And the point that, that I saw in there was the simple point was he separated himself from doing what the institution of the day was doing. That's it. He broke away and was preparing the way. Right? Cause Christ, Jesus comes and he does everything opposite to that. And yet right. he's the King of the kingdom. Hello. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I've had a lot of people ask me, um, you know, so what do we do from here? How do we, how do we start this? You know, what do we,
0: how Let's do we, go. yeah.
1: Yeah. How do we go from here? And, uh, the main thing is, is like God said to Moses, what's that in your hand? I don't have, I may not have a lot of people around me, but the ones that he's given to me, I start investing my time in them. Yeah. And be faithful in the, in the ones that he's put around me and just pour into them. No, I'm not talking about teaching all the time. I'm not, I'm talking about finding out what they need Relation. as a plant. Yes. yes, by relationship, finding out what they need and helping them get to the next level that 's it plain and simple simple and, yeah
0: and that 's the beginning of discipleship and I think that that I, I try and c- communicate that very clearly is beginning of discipleship is not preaching instructing it 's not, it's not throwing a Bible at people it 's actually building relationship first right is you know sitting down and just being who you are with people. We've got this misconstrued concept of ministries that you've got to be on a platform, a pulpit. You've, you, you've, you've got to be wearing a white suit and, and, and you, you've got to be super anointed. You know, that's ministry. That's not ministry. It's not, you know, praying 50 hours a day. It, that's not ministry. Ministry is building relationship with people. Right, and, and engaging them, engaging them not on a religious level, but on a very human, heartfelt level. Right, that's the practicality of it, really. Uh, you know, it's just getting to know people where they are, letting right. them, letting them experience your authenticity, your the reality of who you are, and that you begin to invest into their life. You know, right. and slowly but surely. earn their trust. Earn their trust. uh, Too many people are trying to trying to impose on people a belief system, uh, right? And and without engaging them first, there's the three words that God gave me was engage, equip, uh, engage, equip, and empower. You cannot you cannot empower empower people means that they can go and do it again. Right. You can't engage people if you don't, if you don't, I mean, um, empower people if you don't equip them and you can't equip them if you don't em- engage them and to engage them, you've got to build relationship. Right. And that's really the key to just what you're saying is like, when I, people ask me the same question. It's like, what do we do now? And I said, build community. And you know how you build community? You build community by building relationship with people. That's right. where it starts is
1: building relationship. Right. Yeah. And if you can't do it, I'm not talking about calling together a meeting either. No. I'm talking about um, maybe one of your neighbors, you know, likes the idea of getting together for a barbecue. Well, let's do that. Yes, exactly. Uh, You know, or or whatever. It's just a matter of beginning to spend the time and, and developing relationships with people. Because outside of relationships, you can't build the kingdom of God. That's right. So I can build a ministry outside of relationships. Yeah. And I can have the most successful ministry in the world and not have a relationship one. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the that's probably the key difference right there because the son of God is going to build the relationships because that's what his father is all about. Yeah. A father, well, you know, father in the father uh, and the father, just even calling him our father, yeah. is is just that picture of relationship. Relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting that, that God changed the name of Abram to Abraham because Abram, uh, he was, he was, it looked like God was trying to show us what he, what he really is to people and what he really wants to be, even in the first covenant. And Abram means an aloof or lofty father. Yeah. Unapproachable. Yeah. But Abraham literally means a near father of many. So here you have now a, a difference or a shift or a change of name, a change of nature, a, a change of direction, a change of purpose to where once this guy was an aloof lofty father, unapproachable. And now all of a sudden he becomes a very approachable, a near father of many. Yeah. And uh, that's basically it is once again, to open up your heart and become approachable. Uh, become somebody who lives with them, lives amongst them, not not just will separate themselves and and um, um, well, you know what, they're sinners. I'm not going to partake in that. Jesus spent more time, it looked like, eating and drink, uh, not drinking, but eating and stuff uh, with sinners than he did with with the uh, Christian folk. Exactly.
0: Well, or he did, he, he, did, he didn't spend time. I mean, they. Assume they could obviously attend some of his things, that so they would come to some of the some of the um, uh, right fellowship times that he had with with people. But but he, I mean, he didn't go out of his way to meet with the religion.
1: He no, help do us, now. It. Yeah. He no. Yeah, no. In fact, in fact, this is crazy. I was looking this up the other day. <laughs> this one cracked me up. One of the very first times he cast out a demon. It was in a synagogue. The guy had been there his whole life in the synagogue. Everybody knew him. And Jesus cast this demon out of this guy. Now, mind you, this guy has been in their synagogue in all their meetings, probably manifesting this demon for as long as he's been alive. And as long as he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been in their church, so to speak, Please. for all these years. Jesus comes in and casts out the devil. Now they're afraid of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going. Isn't that wild? I mean, it's a picture of exactly, uh, you know. Hey guys, what you've got going on here isn't exactly what I've got in mind. Uh, I'm going to cast some things out here. Um, I remember one time I was, uh, I was always bothered by, um, and, and it's not that I'm bothered by dance in the church uh, or dance whenever there's praise and worship or whatever. I, I'm not. You know, that doesn't bother me. <clears throat> in fact, it's kind of fun seeing somebody but there's a certain there's a certain feeling I get when certain people do it a certain way. Does Mm. that make sense? Yeah. And I remember one time seeing this documentary on this cult that was up in uh, Sedona, Arizona. And um, uh, basically they, anyway, it doesn't matter what all they did, but um, they started showing them at one of their little praise and worship services or whatever. And these ladies were up in front dancing And I felt that same spirit. I felt that same, I went, that's, that's what it is. It's a spirit behind it. It's not just the way they're dancing. It's not just the fact that they're dancing. There's a spirit behind that one. Yes. That, not the style, not anything else, but there's a spirit behind that. Yeah. And that's where we are not, uh, that, that discerning of spirits there is no gift of discernment in the body of Christ. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even exist, but discerning the spirits does. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to be able to discern what spirit somebody's of or operating by and be able to not call them out, but be able to help them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so get them delivered from that thing. So that they're not bringing that presence. Uh, that, that's something that uh, we were talking about the other day. This guy was saying, well, how do I know? How do I know if it's a, a demonic being or not I said well do you feel do you feel a different presence in the room whenever that person begins to talk that way it's not just when that person shows up it's when he begins to talk that particular way or do that particular thing do you feel a different presence well yeah does it seem like there's a different personality or he changes somehow? yeah well that's a different personality that's Mm. a different person in the room it's a different spirit yeah, that that they're operating by now. That's when you can now speak directly to that thing and tell it to get out. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether or not the person's there or agrees with you or not. I mean, the gathering uh, when Jesus went to that per, the legion, you know, he didn't ask permission to cast him out. He just cast the thing out. That's right.
0: Yeah, he didn't approach the local bishop and no the pastor and the priest and the prophet. You know, he just did it. Yeah.
1: Right. Just cast him out because his objective was relationship or the heart of setting the captive free.
0: Exactly. And he said to his disciples, you know, when they said to him, why could we not cast out that one, that spirit out of the, of the child, the demon out of the child? He said, well, how long do I have to actually put up with you guys? You know, Don't, <laughs> you, get don't you get it? It's like, it's not because I, I'm some kind of prophet or whatever the story is. It's like you have this authority. You're supposed to do it. You know, right. where's your faith? What's the matter with you dudes?
1: Right, right. Yeah, and it's, but it's one of those things where, and that's part of what he was doing. I mean, it took him three years with 12 guys. Yeah. Or three and a half years working with them. 24 hours so, a day. Yeah. So I can imagine how long it's going to take me if I'm working with you uh, on a Wednesday night, you know, for one hour. <laughs> Once a month for one hour. Once a month, yeah. Once a month for one hour. <laughs> how, Every how month
0: we got to redo
1: it. <laughs> that's right. How is that going to affect your life?
0: <laughs> it's like, no. yeah. And it's not going to happen because you're sitting in a meeting with 500 other people listening. No. To preaching. No.
1: No, because you and I've talked about this before too. Because you you get into a uh, even like we'll have a home meeting, okay? And just the just the idea of home meeting. Is a, is a whole misnomer anyway. But um, <clears throat> anyway, we'll get together. And I, I remember going to this one person's house this one time, and, and we were all outside, and we had been fellowshipping. We had been talking about the things of the Lord for probably two hours. And, I mean, just little pockets of people just talking, and life. I mean, it was life is what it was. Mm. And all of, sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the the host says, Okay, let's let's start the meeting. Is it what? <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody then goes into this meeting posture. Yep. And uh, okay, now now we're in a meeting. Now somebody's going to be in charge, and somebody else is going to do because it's the same type of thing. We overlay that pattern on what we think is supposed to be a meeting. Yep. And now now we go into this meeting mentality. And uh, everybody gets all blocked up again. Yeah, it disempowers that, everybody. Yeah, and that which was a fountain or a river of living water now is all of a sudden shut up. Yeah. And, uh, and then now you have to try to figure out where the, where the dance of the Lord was when he was already dancing the whole time.
0: Yeah, well, actually, at that point in time, he just I'm oh, okay, I'm out of here. And so you guys yeah, yeah. what you're going to do, so it's your meeting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's your meeting. Go ahead, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's
1: exactly. (laughs) But I, I, I think it's kind of funny how we we tend to do that, you know. And no matter where we're at, we have a tendency to do that. And 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 somehow, if we can break, if we can help each other break out of that mentality, yeah, to where let's just fellowship. Let's break bread, so to speak. And even that's a whole. You know, we can get into things with that. Yeah. But let's just let's just. My my wife says something uh, very important to me all the time. She says, "Why do you think about things so much? Mm. Why don't you just live?" Yes.
0: Well, that's it. Just just be. Just live. You know, is like we've got one life to live. Right. And and so you know we've we've got to live it. Let's let's live our life, let's live our life with influence, with impact, uh, let's live our life. And that's, it, that's for every single person. And I, again, you know, we, we're so focused on trying to get our own world sorted out, that we just, you know, we, all, we always wanna go to meetings to get answers to, for us. But we never just go right. and say, you know what, it doesn't matter where I'm at, we're just going to contribute to people where they are. We're going right. to build that relationship because people are not looking for perfect. They're not looking oh. for these perfect Christians. Um, you know, they always tell you as a Christian, what you should look like, but they're not really. The fact of the matter is they're not looking for perfect. They're looking for right. real. They're looking
1: you know, for authentic. If, if indeed we were sent by Christ into any situation, as ambassadors of Christ, he was sent that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Yeah, exactly. If I believe that, and I believe that I was sent by Christ into this particular situation or into this relationship or into this conversation or into this, even sent home after a day at work, I was sent to my wife and my children. I've been sent that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. If I could just get that through my head and my heart, I would come home and give be a life-giving spirit, which is the last atom, as opposed to somebody that comes and just draws off of everybody else.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Well, and that's the truth. You know, going through <clears throat> 2003, 2004, going through probably not the worst time in my life, but definitely pretty close, pretty close. It was, it was very, very difficult. And coming out of that, you know, the thing that I struggled with the most was actually Christians having relationship. Nobody could just, everybody wanted you to come to their meeting, give you their, their opinion, their advice, their, right. their teaching. you know, the latest, the latest guy on the scene that you've got to listen to. Is this like, Nobody was just a friend, and I, I had. I can't say nobody because it. it I mean, hey,
1: hey, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> yes, I was just going to say it's like <laughs> I can't say it was nobody, but but you know, is that the 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 difficult thing was on the ground where we were. Right, right, You yeah, understand. There was people didn't have time just to sit and be right. your friend. I, I needed a friend, you know. It's just right. I needed somebody to listen to me, somebody to to not. Preached to me, to tell me what I was doing wrong or what I'd done wrong. I just needed a friend. And there right. was so lacking. Nobody could, you know, nobody would just sit down and say, hey, I, I'm praying for you, but let's just put up our feet and watch rugby or, or you know, football or whatever the story is, you know. Right. Um, in fact, I, yeah, somebody did come out like that in the end, but it, it's just... It's just so lacking in the body of Christ. Is just that authenticity of saying, you know, you're okay. We're both getting through life. I'm not perfect, but hey, I'm here. I'm here for you to be a friend to you.
1: Why Is is it we don't know how to do that?
0: Why is that? Why is it we don't make time for that? You know, why is it? I mean, I remember approaching a pastor one day, and I loved and respected this guy highly. And I, I'd gone and planted our first church, tried to start something, didn't happen, and I was struggling. I was really being beaten up badly, and financially it was bad and everything. And um, Michelle and I went to to a certain city, and we went to I went to this conference, and, and and I saw him, and I admired him so much, and I thought if I could just if somebody would just listen to me and give me some advice, you know, um, obviously I was on the wrong pattern but but that's besides the point. <laughs> right. So I approached him and and he said, "So oh, how are you?" And I said, "I'm I'm fine." And I said, "Actually, I'm not fine. Can I tell you really?" And he goes, he looked at his watch and he goes, "You know what? I am late for a meeting and I don't have time for this right now." And uh so, yes, okay, we'll talk again sometime." And he walked off. And that was it. it just left me hanging. I felt <laughs> I t- felt totally deflated, you know. In fact, really? I picked up at that point in time, and I said, "That's it for me. Never into ministry ever again." Oh, I didn't, learn, I didn't get it, but I, I went back again. But at that point in time, I just said, "That's it. Over. Closed the church. Went to, went to study in uh, marketing, and and uh, went and took a corporate job." You know, because I just, I was so disillusioned at that point in time, and I thought all I needed was somebody to sit with me and be a friend. And we've right. learned that from you know, not just from a leader's point of view, but that's leadership. Leadership is having a heart for people. Is, you know, you're just prepared to, it's not about technique. It, it, there is technique and there is skill we've got to have, et cetera, et cetera. But the biggest thing is to have a heart for people. If you don't have a right. heart for people, you know, you, you're not a leader. And that's... and, and well, the main thing
1: is to draw, to draw out of them you know, counsel, counsel is bound up in the heart of man, but a man of understanding will draw it from him. It's like, and I know we've said this before, but it's like in Song of Solomon where it says, my, my sister, my spouse, she's a fountain shut up in a garden enclosed. Uh, so come on north and blow, blow the south and blow up in my garden that the spices there may flow out. If they've been a fountain shut up for so long, then they need somebody to sit with them and help draw out of them the, not just the counsel of God, but the very heart of their father toward them, toward the situation, toward everything else. But they can't do that if they've been damned up. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing, too. And, I, and I'm sure we've said this before, but in Deuteronomy, when it talks about the flood coming, you know, and we talking about we want to hop into the river of God and the river of glory and let's let's get the flood of God going, you know, where it floods the whole face of the face, face of the earth. And and but the but the floods didn't come when it came down from heaven. And we keep talking about the, the rain coming down and and we'll sing songs about the rain coming down. But it, but the flood never happened until the fountains of the deep opened up. Yes, And as we begin to work with these people that are around us that have been shut up, that have been closed off, that have been, and that's how the Dead Sea becomes the Dead Sea is there's no outlet. There's a lot of stuff coming into the Dead Sea, but there's no outlet. Yes, And so if we can get them from becoming a Dead Sea anymore, if we can get them to where there's, there's, they're living water again and out of their belly flows a river again, Uh, just to begin to even feel that trickle again somebody will come back to life you'll see the twinkle in their eye and you'll see that that spark being renewed again but sometimes it just takes somebody sitting with them and just just not necessarily listening to all their woes but seeing where they're at and then helping draw out of them the very purpose of god once again for their lives
0: yeah exactly And that's exactly it. It's, it's, you know, being interested in who they are. Make them the agenda, not you. Religion, religion, and that's what the Pharisees, the scribes, the teachers of the law did in Jesus' day. They would impose on people. They would make them stop in the street and say, you've got to listen to me. And, And they had no authority. The only authority they had was positional religious authority. Right. And we've got to get away from that religious spirit, that religious mindset of trying to impose something on people and re- rather engage it and transform it because we bring who we are into it. And we bring Christ's influence into right. the culture that we into the relationships, into society, into the community right. and making time for that. Making make, that's where your time is, not in meetings. You know, it's like I, I see over and over again on Facebook and posts, you know, come to church, come to our church. You know, is, um, uh, you know if, you're not, if you're coming to church for people, you're coming for the wrong reason. You need to come to church for the Lord. I don't have to go to church, I go to church to right. meet with God. I'm, and I'm not saying it's not that's, that's topic for next week. But, but the point is, is that who, when is the church going to go, go, not, not come? When is the church going to go into the community, into the culture, into the, into the relationships? When are we going to do that? When are we going to grow up enough to actually begin to embrace the, the world? We're so scared of being influenced by all the bad things out there that we don't do anything. We, we disempower ourselves not to right. do anything with the world because we're so scared you know, is that the evil is going to get on top of us? It's just like it's, it's ridiculous. It really is. We, we, we've, we've, and and if if we're going to see our nation and we're going to see our nations and our cultures change and transform, you 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 can't change what you don't engage, what you don't build relationship with. You cannot change. Right. You can sit in your little monasteries. You know, we we can sit every week in our monasteries, preach wonderful messages, have big billboards signs wonderful presentations uh and and never ever ever touch this generation we we just never right. and so we've got to have a mindset change. Right. Well that was uh that was an interesting discussion
1: <laughs> interesting interesting discussion
0: <laughs> an interesting uh take very, on things again um very
1: interesting <laughs>
0: it's that's very English you know it's just over a cup of tea this was an interesting conversation (laughs)
1: oh yes oh yes of course so
0: indeed indeed (laughs) so but yeah it really really you know we 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 tackling we tackling issues that are really um, important um, to think about to process And to take action on that's what it's about. It's about taking action, bringing the kingdom of God to our society. Steve, thank you again for being with us. Thank you, listeners, for uh, hopping on uh, this audio. Uh, Give us a a, a subscribe and um, share it around a little bit so others get in on the message. If you think somebody can, um, will listen to it and and uh, we'll receive what we're saying pass it on to them and uh, and uh, maybe get some people together and just say hey let's listen to this podcast together and and have a discussion find take your bibles out and underline it and say hey what about this scripture what about that you know and and just do your own study on these things have a look where we what we're re- referencing and and take time to to maybe share it with some other people, and that could be the the starting point for you. Um, is just using what what our discussion with others. All right, so um, just want to say thank you for being with us again, and have a super super weekend. And this is from Sean and Steve saying God bless you, and it's over and out. <laughs>